0: Welcome to the Travis Masterbone Podcast. I am your host, Travis Masterbone, talking some shit to impact your life. This is episode number 10, titled Andrew Tate and Therapy. Andrew Tate, controversial to say the least. And I am not doing this episode for clout, and I am not doing this episode to crucify or hop on this man's dick. In the end, I know that this guy does stir up some shit from both ends of the spectrum all the way to the middle. Anyone and everyone can love him or hate him. Today, I am going to just disclose some of the things that I do appreciate about the man and maybe some of the things that I can see why people don't like him, very briefly. But one thing's for certain, I do disagree with him and his perspectives on therapy. And so, there was a specific interview that he recently did with David Sutcliffe, and I found some very interesting things. And it was basically a therapy session between Andrew Tate and this gentleman. And I found some interesting things, and I wanted to dive into it a little bit and break it down and why I disagree with Andrew Tate and how I think it can definitely be beneficial for any man to go to therapy, but any woman as well. I think therapy is very therapeutic, obviously, and in some cases, if not most cases, uh, insanely beneficial to get more insight about yourself and life in general. Having that second or even third perspective, if you do like marriage counseling or something. So I'm going to dive into all that and then at the end explain how it's impacted my life, how I've been going to therapy, and how I wish if I could hop into a time machine, um, I could have solved maybe a lot of my issues and traumas and how I brought that to the table in my marriage at the time. I could, I could have at least took the route of therapy and marriage counseling to maybe iron out some of those issues, and who knows? Maybe that could have somehow some way saved my marriage. But that's just a theory. Um, But for the most part, that is going to be the blueprint of this episode today. So let's start with Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is known in many different ways from the martial arts scene and then also from the entrepreneurial route. And whether or not his programs are legit or if it's all facade, I will never know. The full disclosure is this. I don't know the man. And when I look up on YouTube what are misogynist remarks from this man, I'll find plenty of evidence and substance of why someone can perceive that. But most of the time, I'm not entirely sure if within context, he's actually a misogynist. This word gets thrown around a lot in this day and age. But does that mean in real life that he might be one? You know, I don't know. But I know people get taken out of context all the time in this day and age. This is how I discovered um, a lot of things being clipped out and from Donald Trump to even Sam Harris. So it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you're on. All that matters is if you see a clip and someone says something that may sound a certain way. And for Andrew Tate's sake, uh, I got into not an argument, but kind of a discussion with this bartender who just hates the man. And that's what you'll find. You'll find people that absolutely love him or fucking hate his guts. And all I asked her was, can you just like pull up the specific clips of this man? And then I can get some better perspective on what you see and what you think about him. But I always ask first, like, do you know who he is? Have you ever met him? Do you know anybody who's ever been around him and has met him and said things about him? You know, these are important things before I just jump to drastic conclusions. So when I watch clips, I like going into full interviews. I don't have enough time in the day to watch all of Andrew Tate's interviews. I've seen a few, uh, especially when he just got out of prison in Ukraine um, or wherever he was. I don't know the exact country, Um, but I know this much. He's not dumb. He's a very good speaker. Uh, He does have some bullshit abilities, He knows how to kind of backpedal out of things that he says if he ever gets himself in a pickle. And he's very good at explaining himself and what he believes. He's very confident. Many can say overly confident, which today I could probably touch base on that. Because if someone's super duper confident, and it's probably a big reason why he is where he is today in life. Everyone knows who the hell he is. um, He probably got there by being really, really fucking confident. And when you're that confident, it makes sense that sometimes you can cross that line into arrogance. And so with the topic of therapy, that is the word that I think I can use when he is trying to backpedal his reasoning on why therapy is bullshit and why he doesn't do it. The good things that I do see about Andrew Tate, there are plenty of clips. And if you just scroll through the feed of social media or my feed even specifically... Um, I'll find inspirational clips about him. There are things that he has said, especially when I was in some pretty low places over the last year. He has said some things that I'm like, damn, I absolutely agree with that. And I understand your philosophy. And I kind of understand what he's talking about when he talks about the matrix and when he talks about stoicism and how the world is very hyper-competitive and how to move on from a girl that doesn't love you or a girl that... You love, but doesn't meet your standards like he has standards. And whether or not he's a pimp or whether or not he's a full-blown D-bag, I don't know. I just don't know the man. But I can also see on the negative side of this how people can assume that. It's just the way he delivers things. And he's always talking about Bugattis and he's always talking about being this, being that and being the man. And so, again, therapy can really uncover and peel back the layers on why he is the way he is. But I can see why people can dislike him. His delivery is very, very blunt, loud. And if he ever does trip and stumble, which he believes he never does, that's going to be where the word arrogance comes into play. It doesn't mean he's a bad man. Or anything like that. This is not to crucify him whatsoever. But I've seen in this interview a few times where I'm like, that could be considered kind of arrogant. And for the most part, I think there's a really high probability that he does influence a lot of young men into becoming men in the traditional sense. I don't have a problem with his perspectives on a traditional man and a traditional woman uh there's women that also agree with this it's just a way of life and people can do what they want to do and if this is his standards and that's the type of woman he wants and he happens to find that woman you know go for it i don't think that's misogynist and i just encourage you if you do find clips that trigger you or make you cringe on what he says you know don't fall face first um over the comments without looking at the video in full context. Maybe you don't have to listen to the whole interview or his podcast, but at least try to find that full clip because things could be misinterpreted and you never know. You can see a whole different side of somebody if you get a full explanation about what they're talking about. And this guy's very passionate, very confident. And uh, so, yeah, I think there's some beneficial things that he says Whether or not he really does them on a day-to-day basis, I don't know. I can see why people can have a bad judgment or a bad uh, impression of this man based on how he says things and uh, how his name is thrown around in the media in a negative way. right? Whether he's a pimp or he's uh, been involved in fraudulent stuff. And he's just putting on he could be putting on a full blown act in a facade just to get the hype and the popularity that's on the table, too. So, again, I'm pretty agnostic on this guy, but I am not going to lie. There are a lot of things that he says that I do agree with. And so now let's get specifically into the thing that I definitely disagree with. Let's jump into this interview with David Sutcliffe. And I'm going to break down just a couple things and then I'm going to go into my life in regards to therapy. So David Sutcliffe is a psychotherapist and David Sutcliffe opens up and just basically puts it right to Andrew Tate in regards to, why are you doing this? You're very skeptical of this. And you would think Andrew Tate would just fire back and create conflict. But you can tell that Andrew Tate has some curiosity, but then he also highlights he had a conversation with him before and it caught a lot of traction in regards to eyeballs and views. So it's interesting to note that but I think just based off of body language and the things that he said and the manner that he said it in I think deep down he was actually he doing this interview he was actually very interested in talking with Mr. Sutcliffe, uh, the psychotherapist. And so I give kudos to Tate on this where he is actually interested and I think deep down He might enjoy some therapy, but is he willing to sacrifice his ego as a man? I mean, we are just one minute in and David Sutcliffe, he's like, aren't you nervous that I might reveal some things about you that you don't know? And guess what Andrew Tate says? I know everything about myself. Now, I take that. Almost twofold. Number one, I think it's an arrogant statement that you know everything about yourself. How deep do you know about yourself? Do you know everything that's going on from a physiological, biological, molecular level? Can you walk me through all the steps in the energy systems in your body when they're working, when they're not working? So there's that literal physical knowing about yourself. But now let's get deeper into your brain. You know exactly which regions of the brain are firing. How are you sure that you know everything about yourself? Because if you already know everything, then you are literally putting up a wall of knowing anything new. And that's new about yourself, how you think, how you behave, because it's impossible to know how you would behave in every situation. Because you've never been in every situation. No one's ever been in every situation ever in life. You can be put in some crazy situation. Some of the most outlandish stuff. Just get a fishbowl. of Just random stuff. With slips of paper. Of different shit. And just grab them. And put yourself in that position. You're going to know exactly how you're going to react to that. Without it even happening. That's where I think arrogance comes into play. Now I said twofold. I think from his perspective, he's saying, I know everything about myself, but he meant to say up and up into this point, like, you know, I know my experiences. I know how I behave in certain situations. So he needs to replace the I know everything about myself to I am confident that I know almost everything about myself. But even then, that still sounds a little arrogant to me but we continue here. This is literally right off the bat, a minute 20, and I'm already like, really? You know everything about yourself? Interesting. This is the beauty of therapy. Therapy therapy can just pry this open and expose you, and I think for the most part, there's a few times in here, he gets a little exposed, but he's such a good talker, and he's so good at kind of backpedaling and cleaning it up where he can kind of re-say it in a better way so he doesn't sound like he's arrogant, right? So that means if he does do a cleanup job with his words, that means he must make a mistake. I don't know if this man should or could make a mistake, huh? Let us continue. So the psychoanalyst, David, or psychotherapist, he mentions that they they start talking about how we are all to some degree programmed from our childhood. And this is a big thing of therapy, is tackling your childhood and how it impacts you and your thinking and behaviors today. And so Andrew Tate actually agrees with David on this concept that we are all programmed to some degree. Where Andrew Tate kind of loses me, especially when we were talking about that he knows everything about himself he starts glorifying how he is just he is just the master at analyzing his own his own life his own upbringing and everything about it and he understands and knows why everything in his past all of his programming is actually curated by him he's so good at it that that is his justification that he knows everything about himself i agree with him that it is important to kind of hold things that are useful Versus things that are absolutely true and to an extent. But in this case, if he were to be questioned about every single day in his past when he was six years old to seven years old, it would literally be impossible for him, memory wise, to re- recall everything in the utmost detail. And I discovered this when I was doing therapy. The therapist makes me dig back in the past and try to go into much detail as possible of certain events that were traumatizing or the main things that I remember. And then other things will start popping in my head like, oh, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. Right? Without a second person, you really don't have the ability to do that. And so for him, I say this is arrogant. Because there's no way in hell he remembers every single memory of his upbringing. And that is exactly why you don't dismiss therapy. Because another person can help you reveal certain things about your past that you probably didn't know about. I'm sorry to tell you that, Mr. Tay. If you were standing right here or sitting right next to me and we were having a discussion, it's a checkmate for you. Like there's no way like you would remember everything of your past that has turned you into the man you are today. And that has nothing to do with what's useful and what is true because that's relative. You can easily have a therapy session like you're about to have right now for two hours with this man. And you can uncover things about yourself that you never even knew about. And then what if you applied that in your positive trajectory right now? I'm not saying you're on the downfall. I'm not saying that you're not being competitive and I'm not saying you're not successful, which you could be or could not be. I don't know because I don't know you. But the truth is, if you do not allow yourself to have somebody kind of chip away at your memories, chip away at your childhood upbringing and your thought processes and how they've developed into who you are today, you know, you're kind of selling yourself short on optimization, But in your mind, you think you're already optimized. That's the contradiction right there. And so everything that I've said, you literally can get within the first five minutes of this interview. Uh, I will definitely link in the bio. The last thing I wanted to touch base on and kind of transition it into my life and my perspectives on therapy is his thoughts on depression, on how he thinks it's not real. And he's not necessarily denying that he can feel bad. And it's not a Ukrainian prison, it's Romanian, my apologies. But he said he was feeling bad in this Romanian prison and he had some uncertainty. But his confidence and his faith, you know, kind of pulled him through. And he goes into a little situation of people challenging him, saying like, depression is real. It is real. It ruined my life. And I agree with Andrew Tate on this part where, well you should adopt my philosophy of thinking because I avoid depression. Like I'm not depressed and I'm moving forward with these tools and these tactics. And I'm not against that. If someone is living life at a certain level, which is all relative, but if someone is happy and successful and they're not depressed, then yeah, I think people who are, they should take notes from them, not the other way around in that sense. So, but at the same time, I think therapy can help people who are depressed. It doesn't necessarily mean you, Andrew Tate, um, needs to knock therapy. Like, sometimes some people do need some perspective from other people. In a sense, what you're doing for young men, you're kind of a therapist. You know, you're helping them out. And this entire thing where you're saying, I'm not going to adopt the thinking of someone who's less of me, right? And that's relative to, like, what is you? Uh, what is success to you? And who are they to you? Uh, bigger house, Bugattis, money, women. Is that it? Is that the surface level hyper competitive competitiveness that you talk about? Or are you denying the fact that you might actually be a therapist for young men who are struggling in life? You may not be sitting on a couch with a pen and pad or whatever, but it still is a form of therapy. And you're absolutely right. If someone is less of you, it doesn't make sense for you to to adopt the thinking and behaviors that they are because you don't want to be like them. But maybe they should adopt what you're doing to an extent. At least that's what you believe. And so in that, there's a mixture of like, I agree, but I disagree in regards to therapy. And this is where I come into play. I used to think therapy was bullshit. You know, Because it's difficult to pick out a therapist that you can trust. And at the end of the day, are they just getting their money's worth? Are they even qualified to examine your brain? Are they just popping the hood and poking around in there? Do they make matters better or worse? Very difficult to find someone. And I am fortunate and grateful that I did find somebody that I could vent my thoughts to. And my client who I train online... We talk about some of the deepest, most private and vulnerable stuff. And I do this with actually quite a few clients, but this one in particular, it's like a therapy session. We just hash out how we really feel. We hash out the nitty gritty details of our lives. We hash out our childhoods, our our dreams, and how we feel in the moment. Because sometimes we just can't control that. I know Tate can always control his life all the time, yada, yada, yada. But we know that's not true. You know, it's not true that we control everything all the time. Sometimes you just wake up and you're just like, man, I'm just a little out of it today. I can't really explain why. And I think it's okay to adopt Andrew Tate's thinking on moving forward and moving past it. Um, But for the most part, therapy sessions like with my clients, they really do help me get everything on the table and like make sure that I'm not crazy about, you know, I want to pursue this, or I want to do this. I'm feeling like this. Have you ever felt like this? How do you handle this? My curiosity is always at play. And I could learn so much from these people, all walks of life. And so with therapy, um, especially when I do self-authoring through Jordan Peterson's program, I really write in nitty-gritty detail about my childhood and traumas and It's amazing how that intertwined today. Fast forward into my marriage and then into my divorce. It's like, wow, there's a ton of things that I need to work on. I didn't even realize how much my mommy issues played a role in how I perceive women in general. It's amazing how I've never really had a period, a serious period of time working on myself without some girlfriend. Right? Or chasing girls in general. Hence my abstinence, hence my sex transmutation episode, episode two. Go listen. But these things were all uncovered um, in my therapy sessions. And it really is nice to just hash it out with someone who actually gives a fuck. That's like the most important thing if you are looking to go do it. And if you're struggling with things like, you know, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, sex addiction, whatever. Seeking out a therapist does wonders. And every person is different. Man, woman, uh, every situation, life experiences, upbringings is different. So I don't always think Andrew Tate's philosophy on life is 100% foolproof for everybody. Everybody's got their ways. Everybody's got their blueprints. And everybody's got different therapists that have different styles and strategies on how to overcome tribulations and trauma. So moral of the story is therapy for me has changed my life and I recommend it. And I think most people can just benefit from it because learning about yourself and diving into the demons in your life that you really criticize and you, you got to face those demons And patch up that stuff and forgive yourself if you've done things in the past that are terrible or you've experienced things that were terrible to you you gotta forgive yourself and you gotta forgive others this life is crazy but you'll never truly do that in my opinion unless you go talk to somebody and this could even be a family member like I'll hop on the phone with my aunt sometimes and after I hang up I think man that was just such a good conversation She just told me some brilliant, amazing stuff that I could really apply in my life and move forward. And that's the most ironic thing about this entire episode with Andrew Tate. He's a therapist and doesn't even know it to an extent. I would love to hear his definition of therapy. I think it would be very interesting for him to curate that and put that together. And I think in some way I could put his definition and fit him into it. Because he's got a wide base of people that absolutely worship him. Good reasons, bad reasons, excuse me. Um, You know, go check him out if you haven't heard of him yet. I mean, overall, he's a very interesting person. I would love to meet him one day. And that's the moral too. I don't know this man personally. So who knows? You know, he could be a complete D-bag or he could be the nicest guy ever who is completely um, slandered and was put into the matrix, or is getting in trouble for breaking out of the matrix. Um, But overall, uh, again, if you are in a tough place in your life, I recommend therapy. It has done absolute wonders for me. It's all about finding the right therapist and just going in there with an open mind. Like I said, I used to think it was complete and absolute bullshit. And now I'm uh, I'm a big supporter of it. I really am. And uh, I will link this interview with Andrew Tate and this psychotherapist. Um, It's a very, very interesting conversation. And I think you actually will see a different side of Andrew Tate, whether you're worshiping, worshiping him for his Bugattis or you're hating him because he's a misogynist. I say give the stage to people of controversy. Give them the stage. Watch them in full context and then give an opinion about them. And that's just my thoughts on this entire episode. Again, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to the Travis Masterbone Podcast, and I look forward to you tuning in next time. Farewell.